Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Right, here we are. We're back again with Mr. Adam Woodhouse, and uh, we're on part two. Uh, we we didn't <laughs> we didn't get all the questions done, but that's great because this is what it's all about. Uh, we, we sometimes um, uh, it's good just to just to chat. And this is what it's all about, just a friendly chat, really. Um, so, my straight into it. Um, I mean, you've answered some of them really on part one, but uh, one mm. of the things I, I ask is, how do you fit martial arts into your your everyday life and when I, I'm sort of talking wow. about martial arts on a broad, um, you know, broad sort of way of looking at things, I mean, mm. I, you know, I, I teach martial arts and I do that, you know, a number of times a week. But I, I also see that the stuff that I do in the daytime, my training in particular, as mm. um, uh, enhances my martial arts. And, um, you know, whether that be the way I eat, whether that be the way I train, for me, it's all exactly part of my martial art and part of my lifestyle. So, yeah, just the same same thing for yourself, really. Well, how, how do you do, or you know, how do you fit that into your day? Well, precisely, it's like every, it's um, it's such a big it's such a big part. Even though when I wasn't because um, I stopped teaching for some time, um, when I really wanted to reassess what I was teaching, and even during that period, I wasn't training, but I was. Even though I wasn't actually physically training, there was a, this is probably for about four years. Um, I was still there was still a, a lot of my consciousness think, going on, thinking about martial arts, and I was always into my like um, exercise. And we talked earlier about um, being very slight of build. I mean, even at the age of twenty-one, I was just over nine stone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Because of the work I was going into about five years after that, uh, going into being a, a bouncer, I, I wanted to put a lot of weight on. So I got very much into my physical training. And um, obviously that includes diet as well. Um, a little bit sort of the other end of the scale of what I do these days, um, diet-wise, just because the calorie intake was so huge. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything. My, my I sometimes relax a bit on my diet, um, but it's, there's always the, the goal. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it's for the martial arts. I just see it's all of just life. I mean, the, word, the, like the word diet comes from the Greek diata, I believe, uh, meaning way of life. And it's, yes. so it's not just I'm going on a six-week diet. It's just what it is for, for life. And obviously, it's easy to say that and have the same diet, but everyone's got, you know, you have different goals for your life. And at, at that sort of period. I was um, wanting to put a lot of weight on a lot of strength. So my calorie intake was <laughs> crazy. And I was always someone that could eat quite a lot anyway. Um, 
but the amount of exercises doing, the combination of martial arts training as well as um, like very dedicated to my weight training and um, my powerlifting, um, and hypertrophy, like bodybuilding as well. So ETT, my calorie intake was huge, um, but still it was very still it was very clean most of the time, like ninety percent of the time. Yeah. Occasionally, I had something not so good, but um, yeah. So it's it's it is the the diet, the diata, the way of life type of thing. And it, it, I've never had like a a poor diet. Maybe I used to have what's referred to quite often as a cheat day, um, yeah. but still my calorie intake would be very very high. These days, I don't really have cheat days. So I just um, yeah. So the sort of um, yeah, so it affected my life food protocols quite a lot exercise protocols i still even though i don't ever kick high these days I, I leave my legs where they belong down below and <laughs> um, me too I, I, I remember someone saying to me years ago uh punching kicking someone in the heads about an alien and punching them in the knee and it's like yeah not quite but i do get the idea the, the older you get it's just it's, it's just obviously much more natural for it to be down there yeah. Um, especially a sort of self-protection type of self-defense type of uh, idea of kicking, and that led that would, um, went on to me uh, doing a lot of Thai boxing. Went over to Thailand probably maybe oh, I don't remember maybe like fifteen times altogether, and uh, getting out kicked by a sixteen-year-old who was like seven and a half stone was quite amusing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny to say that. I mean, I, I um, well, on, on a similar sort of note, because when, when hmm. I was competing. I actually took up uh, power powerlifting for a short time as well, and I, ah. I, I was very much the same sort sort of build. You know, I was sort of, uh, you know, when I was competing, I was I usually competed around sort of nine nine and a half stone that sort of thing. So there wasn't mm. much of me. Um, and even though I did uh, go up into the next weight division, and I finished actually as a as a, uh, a middle middle weight, which was around seventy four kilos at the time, which was mm. for me considering. When I first started competing, I was competing under 63. But um, <laughs> I started doing powerlifting and um, mm. I actually went up. I think my highest was just over 13 stone. And mm. um, I, was <laughs> big, but I, was, I was carrying a lot of this muscle, which actually didn't feel very useful at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Got to that point where I was thinking, nah, I don't really like this. So I, mm. I actually, um, again, reduced my weight. I'm about 11 stone now. But um, mm. At the time, it, it was a, it was a lot of muscle. Seemed to be a lot of muscle to carry, considering I wasn't going to be using it most of the time. <laughs> it wasn't that? Well, I think I think the, it's a, if you are that dedicated to a sort of martial arts and you're looking for a different avenue, um, it's easy to switch the sort of the dedication into something else. Yes. And it's it's yes. a, you know it's a big discipline test, isn't it? Every time you go and um, try and do that massive deadlift or whatever, yes. there's really got to switch really got to switch on so it's 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 got a lot of similarities and you know, it's yeah it's a definitely a definitely a different discipline um definitely. yeah <laughs> i did enjoy it i did enjoy it but it was um very time consuming as well in in, in a way not 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 so much the gym time but the rest time and rest rest wasn't something that i was very good at so um, <laughs> yeah you know, in order to grow, I had to rest. <laughs> so, which is, which but then is there's cool. the idea of resting and the eating protocols. And I was in a, um, and this is back in, I mean, gyms are everywhere these days, but when I was in this sort of phase of my training, I, um, 
there was only one gym in Bath and the sports centre and that was it. And it was, yeah, gyms were really quite rare back then. And it was, it was vile. If you see it, you come out covered in powder rust. The whole, the whole place was just this ramshackle sort of old building with, yeah, brown bars everywhere. <laughs> just huge, huge guys in there. It's, it was very, very different to, okay, what you, what you get in gyms these days. Yeah, these um, yeah. sort of corporate, these yeah. sort of corporate yeah. chain gyms. Mm. Um, well, um, and the protocol of eating, because I was in that situation with people, we were all eating every three hours and that type of thing. And it was, oh, it was, yeah, I was never, I was always full. Mm. My tiny little mm. body and its little stomach, stomach cavity were just stretched. It was like, <laughs> it's funny to putting yourself through all those things. Well, oh. I, I used to, uh, get a, a magazine which was which was posted from cyprus it was called hard gainer and it was, oh yeah yeah it was hard gainer yeah yeah it was back <laughs> bodybuilding I, I used to that was my bible you know and the, the, mm. about all the food you have to eat but the calories was yeah oh, um the same with again you know I, I used to eat so much couldn't believe it but um mm. moving on from now i'm sorry gonna, yeah no, no, that's fine no no I, I, we could talk all day about this which is great i was gonna mm. i was gonna ask you what you what you feel is the main benefits that you know um, being a martial artist um, has given you. I know that um, obviously you know you've, you've done taekwondo and you've done a bit of as you say Thai boxing and you know you did your own system. But you know what 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 do you feel are the main benefits for you? Um, I think the main the main thing that's how things have affected me was is the confidence. Um, and going back to what we were doing in the in, the, uh, the, in part one of uh, us chatting was if you it, don't turn up somewhere, I was a real shy kid, and as soon as you get a little bit of recognition for something and you you're enjoying it, you it gives you a little bit of confidence and um, and then obviously you asking me to teach that's obviously. And, you know, it was all done, um, I mean, whether there was a lot of thought behind it, I have no idea. Maybe you can enlighten me. But it's like uh, you, you gave me, like, four kids to begin with. Yeah. And obviously because they were yeah. much younger than me, like uh, maybe they were 10 and I was 17. It was easy. But if I had four adults at that time, it would have been terrifying, you know. <laughs> so that slowly, so increments um, of building the confidence and then going over to Yates as well and teaching there. Um, they're my own club. It's it's surprising looking back at a five year gap from beginner to having my own club, um, and then oh, actually after five years, they probably I probably had my own like yellow or green belts. It's the, yeah, the, the self confidence thing is is a huge boost. I mean, I remember um, when I was working in the club and someone came in and they looked at me and they were actually someone I knew from school, and they were just like, "What?" You know, because they knew me as a shy kid a sort of little nerdy shy kid and suddenly I'm a dormant and I was a head dormant for nine years and they were just like what <laughs> you know it's 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 that's a yeah self-confidence to go into a like one of these big hardcore gyms in the 90s where everyone in there is like yeah just hulking um it's yeah it's it's a your self-confidence is a huge thing and obviously that led on to every being more passionate about it and recognition of that age and that with the relatively little experience in things, recognition from uh, tournaments and gradings, those sort of things are really, really important. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we, we say things about as sort of senior grade martial artists looking at things like gradings and not thinking, 
that much of them, but as a stepping stones and increasing people's confidence and putting yourself on the line to a degree every three months. Um, it's, it's like a pressure test. I always I like I like pressure testing. And it's just it's a sense confidence thing with you and standing up there with three other people. And you know, sometimes it was I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on the numbers, there might have been 120 people taking the grading that day in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I thought I might have been remembering it wrong, but yeah, and you've got everyone's looking well, at you. And more, and more actually. Okay. Mm. Right. Well, everyone's looking at you, and there's four of you there, and it's like as soon as you start to falter and forget a bit of the pattern, everyone else finishes, and then everyone's looking at you. And it's like <laughs> that type of thing. And it's it's to sort of to do that and that without really realizing it, the stepping stones that it it builds to make you a more confident person. I think that's invaluable. Um Especially you got passionate about it, you have to do it. And I remember saying to one of my students, they didn't want to do a grading, and they were a they were a blue belt, and they were technically very, very good, very physical guy, very strong. But he didn't want to go and you know. But I said you've got to test. You know, it's, look at is it for a test for yourself? Forget about the actual grade. And he went, he went and did it and excelled, got an A pass. And it was like it's. And he was really pleased afterwards. And it is a test of it is a real big test of yourself. Um, well, martial arts is the difference between martial arts and a sport, isn't it? It's competing against yourself or other people. It's exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's that sort of that sort of element. But I think that's that's a huge, huge thing, um, which changes everything in life. Of course, having confidence, it's a sure. yeah, it's, sure. it's a it's a, a massive, massive thing. It's I mean, going from um, being that shy kid to going uh, off to Thailand and then going on my own to villages where they've never seen white people before and that type of thing. It's it's. It's yeah, it's quite a which is obviously quite dangerous, really, when I look back on it. <laughs> well, excuse me, not not really. I mean, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, many, many moons ago, people that know me that will know that um, you know I went to I went to Ghana. Um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, teach taekwondo in West Africa, and I, I cannot tell you when I got my my suit on, my martial arts suit, and then came out, and then there's all these Ghanaians looking at me, just waiting for me to say something. I was thinking, I was just waiting for the floor to, to open up and me to drop inside. But and that was after years of teaching, though, wasn't it? Exactly. But if anybody yeah. told me that I was going to do that, that I would have to do that when I was when I first took my first grading, mm. I would have said, just show me the door, because I'm never going to do that. Mm. Never going to do that. Because I was quite a shy person as well. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, I remember my first class that I taught um, it wasn't a particularly big class it was quite small numbers then but only only the front row could hear me and everybody was looking at me and I was my voice was so quiet that nobody could hear what I was saying um, mm. but that was fear I was just I was thinking oh, I really I don't really mm. um, but I managed to get through it and the more I did it the more confident I became um, and then, then I started to put my own sort of personality into it, which I think is important as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is okay. very, very different. So, I, yeah, you know, it, it, as you say, it's stepping stones, stepping stones, mm. doing those gradings, getting up there, and, he, and even just even um, competing, uh, the fear of competition and uh, just mm. going to a competition or doing a, uh, a pattern in front of a lot of people with just you on the floor. Um, and yeah, people around <laughs> you know, all, all of that builds confidence. All of that, mm. De definitely. So, um, well, that's a good thing. I, I guess it's a good thing why they why point stop in taekwondo is there for uh, the first year or so in tournaments, yeah, because there's yeah. never that real sort of 
worry you're going to get hurt that much from like more so in continuous mm. and things like that mm. people have less self less, less physical control and what have you especially with the adrenaline of it meant a tournament and i'm on the i'm on the i'm on the mat and everyone's watching so yeah that's just yeah it's, it's it's another step that i didn't really think about until just then yeah yeah and going yeah. in and doing and having the points start sparring there yeah well I, i've said i've said to um i've said to a few uh, a few people uh obviously this podcast is, is still still quite new in its early stages but um mm. you know people are getting to, to to know me and the type of things that, that i do and so i've done a few previous ones um and i think you mentioned on the first our part one that i, that I now do a bit of meditation and a bit of breath mm. and um i actually started doing the, the the meditation a few years ago and i started very very small i got, I got a book by a I think it was American called Light Light Watkins, and he mm. was like this book that anybody can meditate, and you don't have to be able, you don't have to sit in the lotus position on the top of no, it. no, sure. <laughs> you know, you can, you can sit in your lounge where it's nice and quiet, and you can sit on the chair if you want. Um, I thought well, mm. that sounds quite good, so I started mm. doing that, and that sort of led on to breath work. Um, and I, I've done um, some potato potato breath work, um, mm. and I'm also at the moment I'm exploring some um, Wim Hof breath work oh right okay which which is they call him the ice man uh, along yeah with, yeah i know along, yeah along with cold treatment as well because i love my cold showers um, mm. uh, i do love that and i find it very very uh, beneficial for me so you know i'm just asking whether you do any uh, any meditation or breath work or whether, whether you have done or whether you you'd consider doing it in the, in the future well years ago i i I dabbled in some meditation quite unsuccessfully, I think. Maybe my head was in the wrong sort of space, frame of mind at the time, if that's even possible. Maybe, or maybe a better way of putting it is my approach was was uh, not correct. Um, I, I can't remember what it was called, but it's trying to put your spine in a certain position to get, it's a bit akin to what you're saying about the lotus position. Um, these days I sort of, do moving meditation. So I do it when I, I, I love going out and walking. It's um, just getting out. It's one of the times I feel really free and forget about any of your stresses or worries or concerns about anything. Just go out. And I love spending time out in the woods. And I do quite a lot of my training on my own out there. Um, and sometimes I do some breathing work there as well, but nothing like really in depth, just to sort of um, center myself um, and just sort of zone with nature sort of thing as well. Sort of not in that type of way, but doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, so nothing like nothing like a, a strict way, but it seems it it works. It works for myself. Yeah, I come back yeah. in sort of different headspace type of thing. Yeah, I, I tend to. I like I like going out in the early morning when there's not a lot of people, mm. a lot of cars. Um, air seems to be cleaner and fresher. Mm. Um, and same again. Sometimes I mean, you know, sometimes I'll literally just go out. Um, you know, if, if it's sunny, and I'll just sit on the grass and mm. uh, just sort of look around and look at the trees, and um, mm. I think it is it is quite calming. Now, again, you know, me doing that at age fifteen, sixteen, <laughs> 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 I don't, don't think I would have done that. But now, mm. and I and the funny thing is, that I don't care who's around if anybody walks past or whatever. You know, it doesn't worry me. I just sit there and I, I relax and look at the trees. Um, mm. And I actually love being out in nature as well. I think I think there's something really, really spiritual about it, um, mm. of, of being out, lots of trees, um, which which is 
like I said, the air is going to be quite when, when there are lots of trees around. The air is going to be nice air, but um, I do like that, and I do find that quite a, a meditative process as well. You know, mm. I, and I, as I said to previous guests, you you can meditation. I think comes in all shapes and and forms. <laughs> you know, sure, yeah. I can. I like playing my guitar in the morning, for example, and I find that once I play that um, a guitar or a harmonica, I actually feel. Yeah, quite lifted, uh, quite energized um, from, from from doing it. So I think those things are uh, are quite nice. And um, it's like what you're saying about things like kata patterns. That you, that's a form of moving meditation as well. Especially if it's something you don't have to think about, as in it's something that you a pattern that you're proficient with. Hmm. Um, like we were talking about Chonji uh, before the podcast a bit, and it's that idea of something you do without any thought whatsoever. It's, it's, but you're getting your breathing into it and the movement into it. It's, uh, yeah, that sort of thing is like a, a sort of moving meditation for me. It's, uh, sure. Sure. I've got my list of questions here in front of me, but there's an important question I want to ask because I, I, I okay. think um, one of those questions that when you are a, well, through, through your journey through martial arts, I think a martial mm. arts is it the answer to this question changes and um, my question really is is that you know does does grade uh, or the level that you've achieved matter um and you know i always thought to, to myself when i was when i was a white belt or yellow belt you know grade was huge because i used yeah. to that the way. You know, i want to I be one of those i want to you know i want to 100 percent. yeah yeah you know and uh, you know i couldn't even imagine being a second degree or a third degree and then you get <laughs> and then you get there and you think wow you know but my 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 thing of that has changed a lot I, I don't actually think it matters what what level or grade you've reached i think what matters mm. most um is is really how how far you've come, if you like, but whatever that is, whatever that is, um, and what you've got out of your, your martial art. Um, I can honestly say that I, even even though you know I've reached the level that I am, I think I would have been satisfied with, you know, <laughs> not getting to this level. I would, I, it wouldn't have changed me in any way, uh, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, that, that's my question, really. I mean, you 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 see, you know, you know a number of martial artists. You know, say you've you've done Thai boxing, and you've done a few other things. Um, mm. Is what you, what your thoughts on that? Well, I haven't graded for twenty five years, hmm. um, so I, I guess that answers it. <laughs> um, I've yeah, I mean, I, I've dabbled in a few different things, but um, whenever I talk to whoever I've gone oh. to see and show them the sort of things I'm interested in myself, um, the gradings are, are aren't even talked about. It's it's because it would take me like a number of years to get to a stage of where they want to show me the things I'm more interested in. Um, and some, some people aren't open like that. They say, you've got to, and it's like, right. Like a foundation's a foundation. I know, um, obviously foundation, different martial arts is, is going to be different, but it gives you control. The foundation, what you've got to sort of ask, what is the foundation of the art there for the physical foundation? Um, it's there to give you, so you've got control of your body in different in different positions. Um, so once you've done that in one art, it can relatively easily be transferred across to another, especially if you do a lot of cross training anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's the rigidity of like a hard the harder sort of styles like your karate, your taekwondo, and then there's the sort of 
I know it's, it's it's not necessarily martially the correct term to use for um, Thai boxing, but it's fluid and it is in a way soft. Um, there's never any sort of rigidity to, you know, if it's someone shadow box, which is what a pattern is, um, they never go stop, stop. It's always... It's a, there's always like there's that level of fluidity. And once you've sort of cross-trained and... Um, I've got that mastery over your body in certain positions. There's no need to do the strict foundation in other in other arts um, because your body can go into the certain positions. But then again, you could. It's easy to say that I'm completely wrong with that because if I went into a Wing Chun class, their foundation is all hands on, so I would need to know, learn that thing from scratch. The footwork is different, so in a way, I'm possibly being contradictory on that. <laughs> um, but some of the, what the, 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 reason, the things I'm saying about going is to look at the sort of Bunkai Jitsu, the older, the older techniques, the Okinawan karate style things. I can pick them up relatively easy when I'm showing. I don't need the karate foundation um, that, most, that some people actually sort of require to be done um, because I can do the stances. Um, and that's the type of thing I do anyway, even though it's not the strict form. Um, I mean, going going on to the sort of traditional, sort of connected to that, the tr sort of traditional martial arts um, sort of grading thing. The re I haven't graded because there's nothing I want to I want to grade in because it won't mean much to me. Um, where am I going with this? Uh, well, I, I I do get it. I mean, while you're thinking about it, I don't, I I mean, this is quite a controversial statement, but I I often think that martial arts. Traditional martial arts would be better without belts. Mm. I often think that. I think to myself, you know, would the individual, general individual, be better without belts? So, so mm. they just saw it as a learning process. Because the, the problem, is, I think, with modern day um, society is everybody wants it now, um, and yeah. you know, they, they they see it. They see it as a as this ladder. That you have to continually climb to get above someone else, almost. Or, oh, I'm a, I'm a higher grade than them, um, so therefore I'm better than them. Um, yeah. Blah blah blah. And, and I I find that quite quite difficult because I think that um, it, it, people need to concentrate on their training and their learning rather than the belt. <laughs> and I think yeah. if there was that sort of attitude, I actually think that. Um, it would be better. That's just me personally. Mm. I mean, some may disagree. Well, I I I, can, I agree with you. Um, it's when I when I recently got in contact with you, well, got in contact with uh, yourself and the people in Puma that I used to know. I came and uh, Derek Skidmore's someone I used to sort of train with. He was always a higher grade than myself, but he'd only ever he'd only graded once since in 25, 26 years, and that was like, wow, okay. And it's like what we talked about earlier is the different is competing against yourself and making yourself better than you were rather than competing with other people. So you're not you're not going up that ladder. You're not trying to climb um, to get yeah. higher than somebody else or stay higher than somebody else. It's all about um, that competing with yourself. Sure. Oh, I know where it's going with the uh, sort of traditional martial arts about with the uh, the patterns and the karate, the bunkai sort of jitsu side of it. Um, there's a you know, you get you get different styles of karate, say, and in taekwondo as well. You have the hands in a different position here, or this is higher, or the reaction hands here or down here, and 
I can't remember the name of the Okinawan master offhand, but he said traditional karate is about growth and change. If you find something better, dismiss the thing that didn't work. So you can see why some of these things have changed over time. So you could have someone who's a higher grade with less knowledge than a lower grade because they found a better way of doing it. And you're saying about the grade being something that's not necessarily that important again. And it's, it's yeah, I, yeah, I completely, I mean, as I said, 25 years, no grade. Um, no grading, it's something that's, yeah. People always want to learn new techniques, but it's the lack of the skills that go with the technique. Yeah, I've done that technique, or I've done that technique. It's like, have you? Yeah, it's going back to the Bruce Lee thing about saying a thousand a person knows a thousand techniques or one technique they've done a thousand times. It's 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 that it's trying to make that sort of balance. But if you if you want to teach it to lots of people, which is helping lots of people with that personal growth type of thing and the confidence, then the belt system is a requirement, really, isn't it? It's because that's what people want. That's what they're expecting, I guess. Well, don't you think so? Well, yeah, I think there are many problems with. Uh, martial arts and i think a lot of it comes from in, in my opinion from society because society mm. i mean we're in a very different world to the world when i well it was when i started martial arts i uh, think yeah. i think the, the fact that you know you know for example young youngsters you know when I, when I was young i i played a lot of football and, and one of the reasons i played a lot of football i enjoyed a lot of football but it was something that i could do quite cheap because my parents couldn't afford to, to send me to anything that was going to be paid. Um, mm. you know, I went to sort of clubs and scouts where we paid a sixpence for a subs. And um, uh, we, we was a scout team, football team, and then I, and then I was mm. a team there. And, and it was cheap to do. And I, and I love I love sort of keeping fit. So it wasn't so much the football, but I love the, the running around and, and, and whatever. But I think now is, you know, there's many times where a student will come along, mm. a, young, a young lad, Young, young girl, let's say, and the mother will say, "Oh, yeah, you know, they they do, um, they'd like to do taekwondo. Um, you know, what what days do you do it? Oh, we do it on a Tuesday and Friday. Oh, well, they 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 can come on Tuesday, but tomorrow they've got tennis, and on Thursday they've got dancing, and then on Friday they've got um, cricket, and then on Saturday so they only do that one. And it's just one of many things that they do." Um, mm. I, think, I think that's the same as adults as well. It's just that society we're in, where people do, they don't, they don't really, I would say, focus on on one particular thing. They tend to do a, an array of things, um, and I think that's a shame with the martial arts because when I when I first started training, most of the people that were doing martial arts just did martial arts. Mm. That, that's what they did. That's yeah, what, and that's what their, their sole passion was. Um, mm. You know, yeah, I've never thought of that before, but I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they, um, I mean, I find this lot of stuff. I teach a lot of uh, a lot of children now. I'm not saying mm. that I, I don't want to sound as if you know we should be back in the old days or whatever. I'm just saying that it, it is it is a little bit frustrating because you know you'll say to someone, oh, we, you know, they'll come and say, oh, I've, I've never done this exercise. Oh, well, we did it last Friday. Oh, I don't come on Fridays. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's it, yeah. quite frustrating from the instructor's point of view. Whereas years ago, you know, people would attend uh, as many lessons as they could. They get yeah. and, and they train and they train hard. But I think that's just a you know society thing. Um, of course, mm. in those days, we never had the um, uh, <laughs> the distraction of screens. 
yeah, <laughs> the Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah true. So it's, we've, uh, we've never had those, but uh, so what? Um, if you had, if you were going to design your ideal day, what would your ideal day uh, look like? You know, my, mine, mine, as I've mentioned, would, would incorporate many things, including mm. the guitar, seeing my kid, certainly doing martial arts, doing a little bit of. Mm. Uh, fitness there, going for a walk on a lovely sunny day. Um, mm. Hopefully, when the sun comes up, I love it when the seeing the sunrise. Um, yeah, so there's you know probably a few other things as well. So I don't know what would yours like. Um, well, I uh, I always like going out for a long walk, but I'm I'm not a morning. Um, I mean, I get up really early, even when I'm not working. Um, mm. Like I'm usually awake by about half past six, but I don't like. I'm not get up and get out. I might do a little bit of stretching or something like that, but I'm, I'm in the morning. I'm quite lazy in a way. Mm. Um, but I usually go for a walk after a, probably about midday or something like that. Maybe eleven, maybe about two, depends um, on what else I'm doing. But yeah, in the morning, I I, I like to drink some coffee and uh, not do not do much for a couple of hours. Um, again, we're talking about the black mirror, looking at screens and just looking at the news. Um, not only the news, any old junk. <laughs> just, having a, just having a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, going out for a, going out for a long walk is is huge. Um, Stretching is a really big thing I'm into. Um, you realise as you get a bit older, you get a bit tighter as well, especially doing um, like resistance work as well, um, which is another thing I definitely include in that day. But um, stretching stretching is a huge um, a huge thing. More sort of joint mobility as well as the actual muscle lengthening. Yes. Um, yes. Definitely some martial arts training, uh, teaching. I, I, yeah, I love teaching. Teaching, even if there's only one person there, which is what it's been the last, because um, obviously we're at the end of sort of the third lockdown, and yeah, just even one on one, and because it's outside, even in the rain, even if the weather's not very nice, I still, I still like doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just doing that and um, eating. I'm a, 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 a big fan of eating and the, the amount of. Yeah, I, <laughs> there's a funny thing about food and eating. I, you know, you go to you go to the supermarket, whatever, and um, people are always looking for their favourite foods. I actually get excited when they've got spring greens in. <laughs> I actually go, oh, and some people are giving me funny looks, and I've actually been a bit excited, and I've seen it on the shelf. I vocalise it. <laughs> so, it's funny because I, I, I mean, I've, I've, as you know, I've, so my, my. That has, has changed a number of times my diet regime. Like I said, I, I don't like the word um, diet in the modern context. I think in the old context that you mentioned about in our first um, podcast about it being a way of life is important. So my mm. diet is very animal-based now, mm. and um, I found it seems to suit me. Um, mm. as, I said, as I said before, I think I don't think there's one size fits all. Uh, I think you have to, you know, Listen to your body. People, I mean, you know, we, we've lost that um, mm. of listening to our body. People say, oh, you know, I've got an upset tummy, but they don't relate it to the fact they've just what they've just eaten. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find quite bizarre. Or, or feeling really tired and or something like this, sluggish. Yeah. They don't relate that to the body. Hey, what can that be? Or perhaps that's that big cake you just ate. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that. Um, you know, one one size doesn't doesn't fit all, and hundred uh, oh, percent. You know, you need to find out what works uh, best for you. Listen to your body. Um, you know, how do you feel? People seem to ignore how they feel. 
Um, mm. it, they don't seem to um, put the two together with what they've eaten, with how they mm. feel. Uh, and I think that's important as well. So, yeah, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely go for the, the, the food thing. My, my ideal day would certainly involve some nice food that I like or more to the point what my body likes. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid that some of the food I like that my body doesn't, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a huge fan of cheesecake and crisps, but they're, they're a rarity. Crisps are definitely my Achilles heel, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I try not to have them in the house because if I have one, then it's really difficult to stop. Um, yeah. I, I find crisps particularly, um, I, I suppose my... I love I love my dark chocolate um, mm. with a high cocoa percent, but yeah, definitely crisps. Uh, savory stuff is um, the things I find difficult to resist. So I try not yeah. to, uh, try not to dabble if I can help it, and um, yeah, stay off stay off of that. But uh, mm. well, listen, yeah, also uh, seeing also seeing friends as well. If if we just at the moment that's obviously extremely difficult, but uh, so maybe that's. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd mentioned that anyway, but see, you know, actually seeing people, some human contact, but then you get, you get that when you're teaching. Um, I'm quite um, sort of generally quite a solitary person anyway. Um, so yeah, when you go to teach, you get, you get that sort of uh, into human contact um, anyway, even though, even though it's a bit sort of, it's not a normal contact because you're the person sort of in charge of the situation as it were because you to get if you're teaching um, and i actually enjoy teaching more than more than training uh these days i mean maybe that's down to if i go to a lesson and no disrespect to anyone i train under but i go to a lesson it's, it's never what i want to do because i'm so focused on the single the one aspect of martial arts and that's the the reality um sort of aspect of it that i, I think that's when i go to another class i don't i'm just like yeah I want to be tested. I want to have. I want to move the way, yeah, sort of with good biomechanics, etc. So I get it. So I, that's why I enjoy teaching and training on my own. Um, I know you, were, you. That sort of leads on to another question, doesn't it? About um, yeah, but uh, yeah. questions previously. So I know what's coming. By the way, I know it's about, about training partners, really, because um, hmm. you know, I, I find it fascinating. I mean, I, I'm very much the same. I, I like going out on my own. Um, you know, deciding what I'm going to do. I don't have to worry about what anyone else. Uh, I love mm. training on my own. I've done it. I've had training partners in the past, but, you know, my main thing now particularly is getting out there, doing stuff on my own or doing stuff here mm. at home, mm. my little gym. And mm. I enjoy that. I know a lot of people find it difficult. They're not particularly self-motivated, but I, mm. I would have been. And mm. uh, enjoy yeah, it same. to this day. So, yeah. I did used to have a, a, a very dedicated and exceptionally um, – talented uh student um who used to train with him like three four times a week he ended up moving up to london uh, but he used to come down every weekend on the friday night oh, wow. uh, sometimes come and work in the nightclub with me and then saturday we'd train maybe go to work again and then sunday we'd have the actual session and we'd be going through the syllabus and what have you he's an exceptionally technical and, and dedicated individual um but you know saying that i can you know I, i'm happy to have a, a training partner but they have to want exactly what I want to train in mm-hmm. um, and question it as well. That's the thing. I wanted I wanted weaknesses to be pointed out. It wasn't just, yeah, we'll do this because it'll make me feel good. I wanted me to step, be able to step away and go, that needs to be improved. And that sort of goes back to looking at the the um, 
sort of bunk idea, sort of can Owen Masters, someone actually said to me not longer, you've probably got a, a different insight than they do because I've been in more situations and had to use it than they, than they probably would have. And I'm not trying to whack myself in any way. It's just what someone um, who was mm-hmm. into, who's actually uh, quite dedicated into that, into the actual bunkai elements of things. Um, and it just maybe, just maybe a bit like, oh, yeah, maybe. Um, and going on to that, it's like talking about, um, I only ever train in a very small number of techniques. Um, I mean, I've seen so many of the of these self-defense sort of techniques, as it were, and I've only ever used about 10. And 90% of the time, I use two or three of them. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of people, I think, for the nature of it, don't really enjoy because there isn't like a massive array of techniques to work. And they don't look difficult. They're not difficult to just perform, but there's skills that go with them. And they're the, they're the, the, you know, the skills are the difficult thing. I mean, look at boxing. How many boxing punches actually are there? I don't know, but there's not like a huge amount. No, uh, I've never like counted them. I mean, maybe a date. So I'm sorry if it's more. And I don't. I'm not. No, 100%. no, no, it isn't. I mean, you, you 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 can you can class. You know, the amount of there may be slight variations on mm. you know a slight variation on an uppercut or a, or a hook. Mm. Um, but actually, the, 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 there's very few. But uh, no, I, I get what you're saying there. It's an interesting, um, interesting concept. Well, I'm, I'm going to sort of bring this to a close. We're nearly on time, but um, hopefully, okay. you got if you've got any information regarding um, you know training where people can get in contact, we'll put them we'll put them in the show notes. I really hope that you come back and do this again, and we explore, yeah, sure. explore some more, and may, maybe we can. Um, uh, when we're out of this uh, lockdown situation, if, if you're listening to this, we're still in the lock in the, in the third lockdown. So uh, <laughs> maybe by the time this, this airs, we won't be, and uh, we'll be out uh, out and about. Maybe we can get together and do something, um, show some of the stuff that we do. Um, you know, to some. Of oh the, yeah, happy to. Some of the people actually here, so. touch another human being in, in a combative yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that'll be good. But thanks ever so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I'm sure. Oh, brilliant, Matthew. Thank, thank you. This, so, so take care. Uh, those listening will have the next episode of Everyday Martial Arts uh, very, very soon. Um, you can catch me on my blog, everydaymartialarts.com. And um, also, uh, if you need any information, just uh, just email me and I'll send that to you. Thank you very much. Hopefully see you again soon. That's me, the Dark Master. Thank you.